let's introduce people to the uh, to A.G. Salzberger, the uh, the publisher of the New York Times. Now, okay, that uh, that image that's on screen at the moment uh, from the New York Times website doesn't really uh, give. Uh, it's quite small, so maybe people don't quite understand that. Actually, what age is he? About forty. Uh, yeah, a little, maybe a little bit younger than that, Mike. Uh, maybe maybe thirty-eight or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, incredibly young to be responsible for such an important uh, global media outlet. Uh, absolutely. But so what he's been saying? Well, he said he was talk speaking yesterday, uh, and he said that he, had, he has been warning Donald Trump uh, during a White House meeting that uh, Trump's attacks on the media are dangerous and harmful. Uh, and he said, I told him that although the phrase fake news is untrue and harmful, I'm far more, far more concerned about the, the la his labeling journalists the enemy of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, my, uh, my thoughts are first that, uh, so there's, there's two, there's the government wanting to distance itself from the term fake news, New York Times clearly here, wanting to sort of, uh, you know, discard and distance themselves from use to using this term fake news because as we pointed out yesterday, uh, it's boomeranged back and hit them on the head because people are realizing the obvious truth, which is that uh, these mainstream media outlets, including the New York Times, uh, in the BBC, CNN, Washington Post, are the biggest purveyors historically of fake news. Uh, and so they are the problem in that sense. So in terms of this uh, dynasty at the, at, the, uh, at the New York Times, Mike, um, they actually gutted their newsroom under this young man's management last summer uh, during their buyout, which was really, a, seemed like a purge. Uh, but who's really pulling the strings at the New York Times? Is it, uh, I think, I don't know if he's still the CEO, I should have checked this, but Mark Thompson. Yeah, he is, yeah. He's currently the CEO of the New York Times, former BBC director, uh, who's magically left the BBC uh, right after the Saville uh, scandal. But anyway, he's effectively running the New York Times, so it's not run by an American, at least uh, from the CEO position. Uh, but uh, Salzberger Jr. Uh, had this, in the quote is, uh, is interesting with regards to Trump. So he's saying that, uh, I told the president directly that I thought his language was not just divisive, but increasingly dangerous. I told him that although this term is harmful and so forth, what he's concerned about is the inflammatory language is contributing to the rise in threats against journalists and will lead to violence. Okay, let's just put this in perspective. The propaganda produced by the young Salzburger's New York Times has caused and promoted violence against thousands, if not millions of people uh, in the Middle East and as, a, as, a, as an oracle of war propaganda. Mm. That's what the New York Times is responsible for. And so you have this young man crying about the potential of journalists being targeted. Well, if, if anybody is upset at mainstream journalism, there's only one person that is to blame for that, and that is mainstream journalism, uh, for being complicit to the deep state, to being complicit to the defense industry, to the war machine, and to the powers that be. That's their problem. So if they have a bad image in, in the view of the public, they have only themselves to blame. That goes for every single mainstream media outlet. Um, that's what I'll say as well. The other thing that's interesting, Mike, is they fired their uh, public editor, their internal ombudsman, last year. And uh, Salzberger said, well, we had to do this to free up uh, the budget for more reporters. So we've, we're firing quite a few of our editors. But we're going to make up for this, he says, by opening up the comment section 
on the New York Times. That was promised last summer. Uh, they only had about 10% of their articles open to comment. So as we said yesterday, Mike, uh, these mainstream media outlets can't accept readers' comments because the readers are making coherent arguments that are basically debunking or discrediting the fake news that uh, art, uh, newspapers like the New York Times and The Guardian are doing on a daily basis. So have they actually opened up their articles to comments as was promised last summer by Mr. Salzberger, Jr.? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case, Mike. I'm not sure if that's the case. Is that a case of just putting out this PR to uh, keep the dogs off in light of this purge that he was uh, overseeing last summer. Um, so the New York Times has a lot to answer for, Mike. Uh, this issue of, of purging the experienced journalists, this is something that uh, British media has experienced in the last few years as well. The Telegraph certainly has, uh, most of them have. Uh, we'll be coming on to the results, uh, a Trinity Mirror in a minute, uh, the financial results, which aren't too good, but uh, uh, we, we have been left in the situation where uh, people at editor level or sub-editor level have been gotten rid of. Uh, they've got uh, journalists, in inverted commas, aged between 23 and 30 that have no real experience. That are Worse than that, are expected to write up to 10 articles a day. Mm -hmm. um, Copying and pasting them off. off the they have no wire. choice. Yeah. What, what, what choice do they have? So, so you know, how, how uh, this becomes... Uh, an ever-descending spiral, doesn't it? Because they get uh, they get bad financial results, they cut their staff, uh, that lowers the quality of the journalism that's done. People turn off to what they're producing, so they get worse results and then they cut more staff. And uh, there's only one outcome for this, isn't there? Well, the establishment needs still need these uh, media outlets to control and to put out a narrative that the state or that the establishment uh, or the intelligence agencies want put out. Um, and by the way, that's just a fact, um, and that's um, so, well documented. Yes. So let's look at what uh, Donald Trump's response to this uh, this report was. Uh, the failing New York Times and the Amazon Washington Post do nothing but write bad stories, even on very positive achievements. And this is a fair point. Uh, he also accused them of being unpatriotic. Uh, and uh, well. They've, they've got a problem in the United States because the U.S. government, certainly under Trump, isn't going to come riding to the rescue. In the U.K., it's not quite the same story because uh, when Matthew Hancock was Secretary of State until recently of uh, the Department for D uh, Digital Culture, Media and Sport, he made it clear that the, UK's government, the U.K. government's intention is to shore up the failing uh, media, press and media in this country, the mainstream press and media in some way, which may even include... Uh, government funding, broadening out the funding of media, not but, just to the BBC, but to other other mainstream platforms as well. And that's the Scandinavian model, which is government-funded media, government-funded independent media, in other words. That's well, the Scandinavian model. Well, yeah. you've got to ask how, how far the word independence uh, reaches under those circumstances. It doesn't reach very far, unfortunately. No. 